0: the steely podcast all students considered this episode final exams
1: asking like how do you reconstruct finals is like how do you take down white capitalism like (laughs) in my
2: mind i don't think that that's a possibility but i would love to hear how that can happen when i sat down for this exam i felt less stressed but i felt as challenged As any other exam that I'd ever had, it was not any easier at all. It was just more well defined, if that makes sense.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I definitely tend to go a little stir crazy during finals um, because I'm not as disciplined as you, Jada. And when I have long periods of open time, I go insane and I will start like just pulling random side projects out of the woodwork just so I have something to do. And so that compounded with finals. This is my message to professors. If you have any way of like taking pressure off of students during finals, oh my God, please do that.
2: At least personally as a student, I don't want my exams to be easy. I want my exams to be fair, like to be something that I was expecting and something that I was ready for.
0: And now, a group conversation surrounding final exams with students here at the Studio for Teaching and Learning Innovation.
2: (laughs) Oh, we are introducing this episode of All Students Considered, Final Exams. (laughs) This is going to be our episode about final exams and what it feels like as a student to be in the exam season, how we support each other and think about the way that we approach our studying and lifestyle during that time
3: yeah and we are specifically focusing on those lovely one and a half weeks at the end of the semester when it all comes together and all the tears flow and it's a sad time we're talking about finals
2: my birthday is on december 6th so i usually get to celebrate my birthday on the day of a final exam
3: Ooh, do you bring a cake to the exam
2: No, but during the exam, I think about, you know what, later today, I'm going to treat myself.
3: You know what, that's a good self-care strategy, I think. Yeah,
2: it actually works out okay for me.
3: Yeah, I think we should have mandatory cake after all of our finals.
2: That would be really nice. I had a professor bring in, like, granola bars, like, for the exam, and that was so good. That was exactly what I needed.
3: That's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, guys, we're starting off our episode about finals. What is one word that you would use to describe Finals. Uh, isolating. Stressful. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Jada, you are the the odd one out here. Oh right God, Jada, I want to be
1: One of you.
2: these things is not like the other. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So, Jada, how, what is your experience? You're a freshman. What has your experience of finals been? Why do you say fine?
1: I, I feel like it's because, like, the midterm season and everything leading, leading up to finals is just, like, so much more busy and stressful because mm. I have everything going on at once. I've got clubs. I've got classes. I've got tests. I've got quizzes. So it's just the combination of that. And then when finals hits, it's like, oh, I don't have any classes. Mm. I don't have any clubs. I can actually study. So, yeah, that is, it's, so you can focus on yeah. your academic stuff. Jacob, how about you?
2: I um, don't quite see eye to eye with Jada (laughs) on this one.
4: (laughs) Crazy. Respectfully (laughs) disagree. By the
2: end of the semester, even if it's been a really good semester and I feel like I'm on top of things, I just really do not like the idea of finals and having to sit down and do a timed test, for example. And I sometimes get very stressed out and I have trouble sleeping and I just try to take care of myself and I spend a lot of time in the library staring at the covers of my textbooks hoping (laughs) that I can somehow like you know muster the energy to study yeah it's it's not a great time for me but that's okay
5: Mm. how about you Katie
4: yeah I think one of the biggest things that's difficult for me is because everybody is so busy and also everyone gets busy at different times you know someone might have a three day period where they can just sort of study at their own pace someone might have three exams in three days I really miss my support networks I feel Mm -hmm. like that's one of the hardest parts is when you're going through this really stressful time everyone else is too and it's kind of hard to band together and just like always do it because it's like yes I could you know go spend some time with my friends and just like get that support, or I could work on this paper that I'm super behind on. But what I've noticed is the worst of the anxiety for me. So I'm usually pretty okay. I feel like because I'm so busy during finals, I can kind of like suppress it. Mm -hmm. But the way my personal anxiety works, and I'm working with a therapist on, if you are Mm -hmm. dealing with it, (laughs) that kind of stuff, therapy is a great option. I notice for me, it gets a lot worse after finals when Mm -hmm. I have time to process it and also when I kind of have all this latent anxious energy that has nowhere to go but to mess with my own brain because you know when I'm stressed out that can propel me to go work on a paper and I can feel a little bit better that I got like a few more paragraphs in but afterwards and my brain is just kind of in survival mode and I'm like no we can slow down and I just I can't do that that was probably the two worst dips in my mental health throughout college would be immediately after the worst of my finals ended, mm. which was scary because I'm over here like, oh, my gosh, like, what's wrong with me? But it's
3: just how that works sometimes. And, and for any of you, um, but Katie, you made me think of it, like, are there any tools or have your professors done anything that have made finals less painful, less stressful, less anxiety inducing? <laughs> Jada, you're, you're, <laughs> you're saying no.
1: <laughs> they don't go easy on STEM people. They really don't. <laughs> Yeah. I think, I feel like most professors,
4: or at least all the ones I've had, they never go out of their way to make things more anxiety inducing. Right. They want you to succeed, they want you to feel like you have resources. I think at the end of the day, it's just the way finals are structured. You have to mm. bring everything together. And also, then there's a point where. You submit that paper, you turn in that blue book, you, I I don't know what, I know a lot of people didn't
1: know what blue books were. I just had a blue book exam this morning. That's, yeah. It was great. It left my mind for a second, and then I had to think about it. Yeah, (laughs) but like,
4: once you turn it in, you kind of are like, all right, it's going into the void, and that's going to determine all these things about my my standing in the college, and that's really scary. Mm. I think... There are professors who, again, they'll be like, all right, here's review materials. You know, my office hours are always open, but sometimes there's only so much they can do.
3: Yeah. And in terms of the structure of tests, Jacob, I know you said, you said like timed tests that you don't like. Are there types of examinations that you prefer?
2: Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) So I had a public exam for the first time last semester, and that was... A public exam? I d- I'm um, like a we're Greek doing it back course. and forth. I'm working on it, Katie. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm, I'm over are trying to be a Greek chorus. Jacob, what is a public exam?
2: So the exam that I took last semester, the professor wrote the exam and then gave it to us like a week or two before the exam actually mm-hmm. took place. So it it actually was a timed exam in the end, but there was this sense of real transparency where, Mm -hmm. hey, these are the questions that I'm going to ask you literally. Like, this is the exam. Take it home. Annotate it. Try to answer them yourself before the exam takes place.
4: So it's like, this is what I want to see you've learned. Exactly. This is what I want to see you've taken
1: away.
2: Yeah. And there were a couple questions where um, the professor like um, change some of the numbers and was very transparent about that. Like, oh, I'm going to put an example here that's going to be different on the actual Mm, exam. So it would be very clear if someone just like memorized all of the answers, which no one's going to do because like, that's not how (laughs) that works. Like, (laughs) I mean, who knows? Maybe someone would try that, but it felt a lot more honest and it was really nice to have very tangible um, goals when it came to studying when it came to like preparing for the exam
0: and now we are going to have a conversation with heather mcdonald pablo janez and jacob hall surrounding public exams and a new way that we can look at finals
2: so i'm really excited to host a little interview here today about public exams. This is one of the newest initiatives that the Studio for Teaching and Learning Innovation has brought to William & Mary and we've been talking to various professors and other faculty members about how we can use public exams in the classroom. Today I'm really excited to be joined by Heather McDonald and Pablo Yanez today to talk a little bit about what public exams are and why they think they're important for faculty members and students alike to consider when they're designing and thinking about their classes. So I think the elephant in the room here for most of our listeners is what is a public exam? So to give a little bit of background,
6: uh, the reason I personally started to look at public exams uh, was tied a little bit to COVID. So when COVID kicked off, um, especially in the STEM fields, uh, which I largely work with, there was a lot of concern about how we do exams. So there was the question of sort of proctoring, you know, how do we proctor exams? Mm-hmm. But there was also a lot of question of, uh, questions related to the stress levels that our students were having, especially during COVID. And uh, I happened to attend a, uh, a conference called the, the Remote uh, Symposium uh, that was held by uh, Arizona State University. And it was a very large um, symposium that was attended by probably a few thousand people um, during the towards the end of 2020. And there I, I sat in on a talk that um, Ben Wiggins from uh, University of Washington gave on public exams. So the idea behind public exams is rather than inducing stressful, single sort of uh, examinations that, that uh, students would largely study by rote. what you can do as an instructor is you give your students a fairly clear idea without sort of giving away the, the, the secret of what's going to be on the exam. You give your students the exam and you can actually collaborate with your students to make sure that for instance that the material that you're gonna test them on is stuff that they are familiar from the class so that it aligns properly with what's in the class, but also that the the questions are stated in a clear way. Students actually learn more deeply because they actually, instead of sort of stressing and being anxious about the exam, they're actually practicing what they need to be able to do with the exam. And as, as somebody who's looking at this from an instructor perspective, we brought Ben Wiggins, uh, Steely did, um, about a year ago. And w- I thought that one of the concerns that a lot of faculty members, such as Heather, might have is how do you do this without giving away the, the whole exam, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'd be, uh, I, I've heard, Jacob, that you took these exams, uh, yes. one of these exams, and that it's, you know, the, the fear that a lot of faculty members may have had is that they were easier. And I don't think that that was your experience from what I hear. No. <laughs> and that's a good thing, right? Right, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, because you, you actually learn things deeper.
5: Well, it's so interesting to hear how you heard about that, Pablo. And I heard about public exams for the first time in an email or some other announcement um, offered by Steely. And I read the b- brief blurb and just thought, this is the best thing ever and I wanted to know more about it. So I looked at the opportunities. There was a lecture and a workshop and I could only go to the lecture. And I decided I wanted to learn more about it ahead of time. So I found his uh, website. That's an article that describes it. And I just read the, the, his rationale for this and as you described, Pablo, you know what, what it was and just thought, this is so good. And like any other innovation, I picked the things that made sense to me and really f- focused on those. And I, I was thinking this morning about, like, why did I do this, uh, actually looking at his website as a reminder. And really, the first thing was that, to me, it is something that really makes um, A better learning experience, exams are stressful and they're stressful for everybody actually for professors too, but probably more so for students. And I thought that this is doing what I think exams should do, it's a better learning experience. And I think it, um, the way I took the, his, you know, the public exam is basically you give students the exact questions that would be on the exam. And uh, the way he describes it, you withhold either the examples or you, maybe you give them the data and withhold the question. but you give them very specifically what's going to be on the exam. Not everything, but a big, uh, big fraction. So to me, I've been doing things like study guides and give examples of questions in the past, and it over time developed into like a, a very long document which actually is probably was would be considered overwhelming so what I decided to do is give the students as he suggested the exam um, with most of the questions that were on it and when there was a question that I didn't um, I gave the question that would be and not the actual example they'd have to interpret and i gave it to them uh, i think a week ahead of time i don't actually remember that but i think a week ahead of time and what i chose to do is something i've been doing for a long time is use um, in the last week of class to have students go over some of the like respond to the questions and do that in a study session anyway so that was one of the reasons I, i really was attracted to the idea that this would be a better learning experience students would know very clearly what they're expected to do and um, could prepare for it that way. And a second thing that I really liked about the idea of public exams is that it gives students a chance to look at the questions and clarify things. I don't know how many times I've given a test where I thought I was being perfectly clear and yet from the answers that I got on the test I could see that it had been misinterpreted by at least some of the people, and that Mm. was never my intention.
2: So Heather, I know a lot of students feel really stressed during finals week, and that's something that, of course, students, I think, can be better about managing in their own right, but I am also wondering if there's ways that professors can help them through that time and maybe provide more support for them.
5: So to me, actually, the public exams are a way to do that, is you have remove the anxiety and stress of wondering what it's going to be and being clear about here are the questions i think can do that
2: heather's somewhat famous in our department for bringing lots of granola bars (laughs) to exams to labs and that might seem like a really silly thing but it's a very like very caring thing to do because then we're all sitting there like worried about this exam maybe we couldn't eat that morning and we have something to like just like eat and I know that's not like I'm not saying like every instructor should bring granola bars to the exam but I think that sort of sense of caring for our students in more holistic ways is it's really it's a really nice message to receive as a student the silly
5: podcast listen to students talk about teaching <laughs> that's
3: good. I definitely tend to go a little stir crazy during finals um, because I'm not as disciplined as you, Jada. And when I have long periods of open time, I go insane and I will start like just pulling random side projects out of the woodwork just so I have something to do. And so that compounded with finals. This is my message to professors. If you have any way of like taking pressure off of students during finals, oh my god, please do that because it is just the worst time. I simply hate it. It's awful. Um, I had a professor. Here's a positive. I had a professor <laughs> who, um, instead of having an exam during finals, we kind of it was a final project. We did all the work before finals, and then during that three-hour block you get during the final period, we just presented to each other which was really nice, it was very low stakes, and it was just a way to kind of like showcase your own work, and then we got to talk to other people about their own work. And I thought that that was really lovely, because not only are you taking the pressure off of that like week and a half of finals, you're also allowing that element of collaboration between students, or are sharing your work between the different students, and I really appreciated that. Okay, uh, so, we're, <laughs> so we're talking about this kind of week and a half period of finals, how does everybody cope with that? What do you do during finals? What's your daily routine? How do you maintain your stress levels at, hopefully a somewhat low level?
4: I try to make sure I am still feeding myself good nutritious food that I mm. like. Uh, if there are days where I know I'm gonna have a bit more time to cook, I like to make a nicer dinner. One of my one of my lifesavers <laughs> this uh, fall, was I made veggie wraps and mm. they are like so good. You just roast some veggies, you roast any of your favorite ones. And then I like to put tzatziki on some naan or pita bread and then add that. My roommate adds garlic hummus, mm. but the um, it heats up super well and it makes a ton of it in like one go. So I had one night where I could just make all these, like all these vegetables and then I could eat that for the next like three or four days. So I'm still getting something that's really nutritious, really good. But it's super easy. Um, And then I could also kind of just de-stress, vibe out, and cook. Um, Sometimes after a very stressful final, I'll, like, reward myself and get french fries or ice cream or something. Yes. Mm. Like, (laughs) at the end of the day, you kind of need to find the thing that will, like, ground you, be kind of fun, but also take care of yourself. Mm. I also sometimes will... If I can, try to squeeze in a workout. I know this is sounding just like, oh my gosh, okay, so you need to work out and drink water. And that's all you (laughs) need to do to be okay forever. But truly just like finding those moments where you can feel like you're still being productive and working towards your own good. But also it's fun for you. Because that's the thing. When I'm doing finals, I feel really stressed out if I have idle time. Yeah. So if I'm like, oh, well, I'm cooking. Oh, well, I'm working out. Oh, well, I'm doing this it's a lot easier for
1: me to cope with that. I must play the devil's (laughs) ambitim. I love the feeling of just having all the time in the world to myself. I just love being like, oh, I don't have to do anything. Nobody's messaging me on group me. It's silent (laughs) for once. No constant emails. I can really just buckle down and study. Uh, so definitely last semester, one of my lifesavers was Notion. Shameless plug. Tutorial coming soon. <laughs> um, I would use Notion to basically just organize every single exam I had and what I needed to do leading up to the exam. I would organize like what days I would do it on, how long it would take me even, what I needed to study. And that was a really great way for me to like get in my head and like really be ahead of the situation and know like what I needed to do. Just because, like, if I don't know what I'm going to do, then that's just going to make me more stressed out. Like, I want to be able to have it in my head. I want to be able to know exactly what's going on at all times. (laughs) And and within the 10 days, I actually just follow that plan that I made for myself. And I also, you know, I eat what I want to eat. I always get three meals a day. Good for me. (laughs) And I just do my regular... But I also really enjoy the Fitwell classes that they have. I love doing yoga. I love doing anything. Mm -hmm. That'll just get my mind off of the studying and just, you know, get me out of my room, get me out of the library. Speaking of stress, yoga and fitness, Uh, Down Dog has
4: recently made all their apps available to students. So with your William & Mary email, you can just put it in and it's a free uh, access to all their apps, their yoga app. They've got a hit app. They've got a bar app. So that's yeah. something that I got super into because it's super customizable. It can be like, yeah, I <laughs> see Jade is getting on her phone. <laughs> you can basically say, I want it to be 30 minutes long. I want it to focus on abs. I want this music playing in the background. And it's incredible. Ooh. It's
3: so great. How about you? What does your finals routine look like?
2: Um, well, my focus becomes the main commodity for me. And so I'm often just kind of playing things by ear. If I do feel like I can do some studying, then I'll like over to the library and see how much I can study before I kind of lose it again Mm -hmm. I often will go outside especially spring semester finals it's really nice to just go on a walk and like release as much as I can um and then yeah the other thing for me is just protecting my sleep I Mm -hmm. have a habit of when I'm really stressed like just not sleeping or like going Mm -hmm. to bed at like three or four in the morning and then guess what the next day I don't feel very good (laughs) so I do my darndest not to do that.
3: I also have this problem. I I have that problem. I also have the opposite problem, though, during finals. Because I go... Absolutely crazy because I really like to fill my schedule with things so I don't have to be alone with my own thoughts. No, um, so that... <laughs> just kidding, doing okay. Just kidding. No, um, I really like to be busy. Like I, I am somebody who has a lot of different interests and I always like to be working on different projects. And so when finals comes and I can't have club meetings, like can't really do anything because it's not allowed, I, I hate it. Okay. And so I start manufacturing projects for myself because I need other things to do other than finals. So I'll start, like, I usually bake two to three different things. Yeah. I'll finish, like, four to five different books. Um, I, one time I bought a Lego set just to do Legos because <laughs> I <laughs> I go crazy oh, oh with uh, finishing projects. I, one thing that has helped me, though, is that at the beginning of my finals period, I will look at the different, you know, the distribution of days and the amount of work I have to do, and I will block off entire days for, like, I do not have to do school work on this day. And that is super helpful for me. So usually like it's like the Saturday before finals. I'm like, I'm just going to take a break today and I don't have to do anything and I'm going to focus on stuff tomorrow and no worries. And that is so helpful for my mental health because otherwise I have this like specter of schoolwork looming over me at all times.
4: Yeah. So kind of just the general stress culture. I feel like it's very easy to absorb other people's energies, especially I found living in a dorm it can be really difficult when you are both sort of feeding on each other's stress. Yep. Cause I mean, now I'm in an apartment. I, my roommate and I can just go in our separate rooms and feel however we feel. And you know, we're empathetic. It's not like you're totally shielded from the, how the other person is feeling, but it can be really easy to just feel that energy and it can be really hard to get away from. And then, you know, you go to swim and that energy is still there. Um,
1: I know he mentioned devil's advocate again. I guess I'm just really (laughs) self-absorbed. I mean, (laughs) like I will go to swim during finals. I went to swim like a lot during finals last semester and like people would be grinding, people would be stressing and I'm like, I'm like, poor thing why don't I, like, <laughs> I just like do my own work and like uh, not be on their level I admire your attitude I
3: have to study in different locations and I can't study in any I, I I'm telling you this makes my brain go haywire in final season it's crazy I cannot study in any one location for more than like two hours and I mm-hmm. have to move to a new location it's terrible um but i have found one thing that is very helpful so the william and mary bubble during finals it is oh it's so toxic in there i don't like it i can't do it i try to go i'll go to like somewhere outside william and mary where there are a few william mary students if you have a car going to like a coffee shop slightly farther away even going to like aromas in cw where there's like other people who are not william and mary people there the vibe is very different it's great i used to go to the bookstore cafe that no longer exists r.i.p i'll go to like the tables in cw the uh williamsburg library yes that place is incredible
4: where there's like
3: calcular people where there are people that aren't just william and mary people it's so much better it's Mm -hmm. great you got to break out of the bubble
2: you are listening to all students considered don't miss a moment this is all students considered this is Jacob. And this is Grace. And today we're talking about our dream final. Welcome to the last day of class. Let's talk about what our ideal final would be. What the format, the structure, the the idea behind the, the final examination would best suit us as students and also allow professors, instructors to feel like they properly assess their students so my ideal dream final exam setup i'm like really hyping this up i actually before i even knew that we were making this episode i like gushed to my friends about this this dream that i had it was literally like i was you know in that like phase where you're about to wake up and you're like kind of dreaming but like you kind of also know that you're like thinking that makes sense you're like in the middle stage the way that I want to take a final exam like the ideal situation for me is I would have an office hours appointment with my professor and my professor would in conversation bring each of the questions to me like like literally say them and I would solve them collaboratively with the professor and we would talk through the problem and I would like demonstrate my understanding And then at the end of each little problem that we solved together, we would then grade me together. So then we would know, like, like as I walk out of the room, I would know how well I did because I literally was there grading myself as I did this exam in, like, a collaborative way. This is, like, my ideal. I was telling this idea to a a group of my friends, and they – all immediately were like, absolutely not. I would never want to do something like that. I don't want to have that stress and pressure of talking to my professor like that in the moment, knowing that my whole grade rests on this moment. And like, no, I would prefer to do something else. So that's where option two comes in. Option two is an independent project. This, I feel like a lot Of people have done in one class or another where the professor says okay you can go out and make a video or a podcast or you know conduct conduct a sort of research survey and write a short paper about how it ties into this class or whatever you know how those professors will sometimes be like go design a project just make sure like clear it with me first but like do whatever you want and then I'll grade it that would be option two and then option three would be a written exam in the classic way. And it might even be timed. It's like, yeah, okay, if you really want to sit down and, like, do this exam, sure. I'll write you an exam, and you can sit down and take it. And we were talking about public exams just a few minutes ago. It be cool if it was a public exam. But, you know, actually, if they gave the public exam out before the exam actually took place, that would be really cool because then you could decide. You'd be like, okay... Do I want to take this exam, or do I want to go talk to the professor in person, or like I don't want to? I don't want to talk about those questions. I'm going to go make a really cool independent project and prove my knowledge in other ways.
0: See, it's funny because here you've got like these three options. I know my—I just held up two fingers uh, for those who can't see. Um, but three options, and yeah. I know myself, and I would be a number two option all the way. I, when it comes to final exams and my time in undergrad, am a huge fan. I don't even like to clear it with the professor. I ha- I like the wow factor. Mm. I want to shock, amaze, stupefy my professor. I want yeah. them to be speechless. huh. I want them to be amazed at what I have come up with in this final exam. When I reflect on my time in undergrad and my all-time favorite final exams they are the ones in which the professor basically said to me okay yeah do whatever you want to do and i said yes i am going to do something that you've never seen before definitely something you've never heard before Uh and it is going to knock your socks off
1: asking like how do you reconstruct finals is like how do you take down white capitalism? Like, in my mind, I don't think that that's a possibility, but I would love to hear how that can happen.
4: I've, I, um, I operate in the social sciences and the humanities. And so I've, a lot of times I am operating within a wide variety of finals. And that's the thing. I would just, I feel like, stepping away from the traditional structure again like you said with the group project yeah where you can like build up all year and so by the time final starts you're kind of done about during finals because i've already done the work for that project i just might need to submit a final reflection or do a final presentation um writing papers instead of a formal sit down uh what's the word? Exam. Uh, just a big project where you can even collaborate with people. Mm. Um, Just recognizing what will work for
3: your class and that it doesn't need to fit into what that is. I have had professors who have basically said like, I don't really want to do any sort of final assessment, but like we have to. And so here's this. And I'm like, this is just another thing. I think that that policy is kind of unnecessary. I understand where it's coming from because a lot of learning metrics come from those final assessments, but It really varies so drastically class to class, like how you would be assessed, whether you need to be assessed at the end. Because if you're a class where, I don't know, like you meet infrequently or you're working on independent research or something, having a final exam or final project seems a little bit redundant, seems a little bit useless, and it's just piling on. And so I think if you gave professors much more flexibility, it would be a lot easier on them and also on students.
4: I mean, everyone's brain is different, you know? We all have different things that work for us and that we need, and we all have ways in which we are best
0: able to demonstrate what we are, what we know and what we can do. Following the conversation that we had with Heather, Pablo, and Jacob, um, as well as the conversation that we had with the students, and kind of looking at this entire episode over finals, and exams and what that can mean, I think one of the biggest things that I was able to take away um, was actually something that Heather said, is that exams are learning experiences. A lot of the students expressed that exams are stressful, that they bring a lot of anxiety, um, that they feel like they can be kind of senseless, maybe even useless at times. But at the end of the day, I think our perception on what finals are, on what exams are, have been largely skewed. I know that Jada jokingly said that, you know, trying to restructure or reframe final exams feels near impossible, um, that it seems kind of like a daunting task that maybe uh, in a romantic sense would be lovely to see, but impossible to actually achieve in reality. However, after listening to the conversation with Heather and Jacob and Pablo, I wonder if maybe it isn't so far fetched after all. You know i think that at the end of the day exams should be learning experiences they are an opportunity for us as students to learn and dive deeper not necessarily to panic or to stress out they shouldn't be easy as jacob said but they should be fair they should be assessments of our knowledge and an opportunity for us to display what we've learned um, with our professors and to show that we have Um, you know, met these learning goals. Something else that was said from one of the students in the conversation was that the final exam should be the goal of the class. You know, that is the thing that should be built up to. It shouldn't be the thing that brings anxiety or brings fear. It should kind of be the finish line. It should be Uh, the trophy, if you will, at the end of the race. It shouldn't be the dreaded thing that you have to get through. Um, It should be kind of the reward for the time spent at the end of the day. All this being said, there's still obviously going to be stress. Um, There's still obviously going to be some anxiety and some fear surrounding final exams, but I think that the students talked about a lot of ways in which we can make those anxieties and fears less. Uh, Whether that's Claire's wonderful um, ideas for setting aside time that you do not do schoolwork, or maybe it's one of Katie's wonderful roasted veggie wraps that you make for yourself. Um, Sometimes food is self-care. Or perhaps it's uh, doing what Professor McDonald does and from a faculty side, bringing in some snacks for your students, Or even uh, talking about the exam beforehand discussing how you can go through some questions so that way it's not so much um, a barrier of wording or verbiage um, but really just the knowledge is truly the forefront of what we're being tested on and what we're being assessed on because that truly should be the barrier and the marker of what we've learned in class at the end of the day final exams should not be the stress-inducing thing that they have been. They should be something that's celebratory. They should be the finish line that we are crossing. Um, And that is truly, at the end of the day, what we are doing here. That is why we are in classes. It is to celebrate the knowledge that we have gained. It is to display the skills that we have acquired. And it is to work together and to come out of a course with a new body of knowledge that we didn't previously have. Thank you so much
3: for listening to us complain about finals.
2: Catch us in two weeks where we'll tickle your ears again with another episode of All Students Considered.
3: On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you get those delicious podcasts.
2: Wherever podcasts are sold.
3: And grown. No GMOs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the Non-GMO podcast. Yeah, no genetically modified ingredients in so this podcast